0: I'm so appreciative of my health, of also helping others, you know, to, you know, to share with them, you know, what what they can do, you know, if they have rheumatoid and stuff. Um, but I think, uh, you know, doing things for yourself, I do a lot more for myself now than what I did before.
1: This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances.
0: Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life.
1: My guest today is Linda, and she lives in Central Florida, actually not too far from where my in-laws live in Orlando. And she's going to talk today about her Uh, massive improvements to not just rheumatoid arthritis, but to her life in general by switching to a low-fat plant-based diet with uh, uh, additional aspects like improvements to exercise regimes, uh, outdoor sun exposure, all sorts of things that involve basically an improved life and therefore better health and therefore lower disease symptoms. And she mentioned to me before we started, she had a few butterflies in the stomach and I said, Linda, don't think that this is about you and the spotlights on you and that you can make any mistakes. This is about helping people. There are people who watch this show, maybe newcomers or people who uh, have been watching this show for a long period of time, who, who need help, who want some insights, who want some tips, who just sometimes need encouragement. And um, we just give the most of ourselves and think about them and say, what else can we share that can help our audience? And this, uh, this touched a, uh, touched the right part of Linda and, uh, and she's ready to, uh, to share. And uh, it's a pleasure, Linda, to, uh, to have you with me today.
0: Thank you so much, Clint. It's, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Now.
1: <laughs> Give us this uh, sort of before and after quick snapshot before we dive deep into your story. And right. It.
0: Sure. Um, well, I was diagnosed um, in September of 2019. And um, before I was diagnosed with RA, uh, I was extremely active. I've always been a very, very active person. I grew up with three brothers. <laughs> so you can imagine that. I was all about sport and uh, you know exercise exercise has always been a way of life for me it's not just what I did but what what my life um it was fitness health eating right was always you know incorporated into it um and uh before when I was diagnosed I was um coaching a uh, youth soccer so I was actually a youth soccer coach my son um, since the time he was four years old, um, and by the time that I started getting symptoms, he was about maybe seven or eight years old. So I was like almost my fourth year into coaching youth soccer when I started getting symptoms, uh, in 2019. And so again, 2019, I was diagnosed and, um, just going from one rheumatologist to another, just trying to find answers and and not wanting to go on methotrexate or any of the harsh medication. I, from day one, I've always wanted to find a a holistic way, a natural way to try and um, not make it go away because I, I knew that it's an autoimmune, so you're going to have it forever, but I just, I just didn't want to go on that medication. um, So finally in 2021, last year, I learned of the Patterson program in April. Um, and since then, you know, I've been able to get off of steroids. I've been uh, hardly any flare-ups unless I come off, of, you know, a program I eat something I'm not supposed to. Um, but for the most part, I, I don't even have flare-ups anymore. I'm back to exercising again. Um, I don't coach anymore because my son is a lot older. So he's been competitive soccer now and stuff. But it was a joy that I was able to do it then. Um, but the RA really hit me hard, only because I I was always so active, and then I I couldn't be active anymore. I couldn't do those things anymore.
1: Mm, and how's your activity level now compared to before RA?
0: Great, great. Now, compared to how I was just a year ago, around this time, I'm again I'm exercising again. I'm able to you know do things. I mean, it took a long time for me to get strength back um, because you know you you still. You still can't do like the things that you used to do before because you know it, does, it did, the r a still does take a toll you know on your muscles, and then why the exercise is just so important um in in speaking with my doctor, my general doctor um I had asked her did i did I have the r a like why are the symptoms coming up now i mean i'm i think i let me see in two thousand and nineteen that means i was fifty three Yeah, 52, 52, 53. Um, And she said, well, you know, because when when women, especially women, when they exercise, it increases their bone density. And with you always being, you know, weightlifting, running and being so active, um, the symptoms probably didn't start till later because, you know, because usually it comes like when you're, you know, when you're younger, you know, in the 40s and such. At least that's what she explained. Uh, But she says that, you know, being, you know, exercising, being that I've always been exercising, the symptoms probably came up a little bit later than, let's say someone that's sedentary that doesn't, you know, exercise as much. It would have come maybe sooner because their joints would have really been affected. I'm glad I can exercise again. That's just the one thing. It's just so, so important.
1: Oh, absolutely. Certainly um, there is no harm in, there is no harm and only benefit from having done a lot of exercise before the diagnosis, there's no doubt about it. You know, the fitter we are, the stronger we are, uh, the less pain we have and the less likely we are uh, to develop problems, I believe, um, putting injuries aside. So, I mean, how do you feel now? I mean, the, the goal that I hope for everyone is complete confidence and control over their condition. Uh, how much confidence and control have you got over your autoimmune condition?
0: I I feel I have such great confidence um, in this because I just knew, even though I didn't understand it very well. I, the first rheumatologist I went to, I, I said, "What is an autoimmune?" And or not, "What is an autoimmune?" But what is rheumatoid? Um, is it just that I have arthritis and I just take medication for arthritis and and she said, "No, it's, it's an autoimmune. You're going to basically have this forever." And I asked her, "How? How did I guess this? How does one? You know, why? Why is this happening?" And she said, "Oh, it just happens. You know, to people. No explanation. No anything. Just, you know, you're, you're just one of the unlucky ones." And that just—I didn't accept that. I didn't want to. I, you know, I—I I just kept going through the thoughts of what did I do to my body? And, you know, yes, I was really busy. I was working and then you're, you're parenting and you're doing, you know, sports and you just, you know, you're, your days are just so busy. And then a lot of times you're not eating right because you're just eating on the, on the go and, and you're just careless. So I thought it, this was something that I did to my body. I did this to me. And so um, I, I, just, I just knew that, There was something that I need to do. I didn't want to accept that this was just the way I was going to be forever. Um, You know, I was barely, barely moving. I was, you know, every time I was taking a step, it was so painful. I couldn't open jars. It was, was just very, very painful. And I didn't want to accept it, but I knew that there was something better. That there was something that I can do. I just didn't know what it was, and it took a really, really long time, you know, for for me to know, for me to find out. And I'm, you know, glad that I did, you know, in time, but I didn't, I didn't give up. I didn't give up with realizing that, you know, there's something that I can do.
1: How long were you taking steroids? What dosage of steroids? And talk about your symptoms as well. Where were you affected? What was the worst and how bad did things get?
0: When I first started feeling symptoms was in April of 2019, I was in a soccer field and it was getting harder for me to run around a lot of pain uh, on my toes. It all started in the toes. And and I went to my doctor and she said, Oh, and, and I'm not really one to wear high heels. So I knew it wasn't heels. It wasn't, um, I just thought something was happening, maybe arthritis or something. And so I went to my doctor and she, uh, she sent me to a podiatrist. I went to a podiatrist. They said that, um, It was my arch that I needed special shoes. And especially since I do so much sports and run around and I spent hundreds of dollars um, with different x-rays and stuff. And so it was getting worse. The the pain was getting worse. And I would buy pads for my, um, underneath my, my, my toes, the metastarsal area. Um, And just spent money on different, you know, types of shoes, different, and, and it just kept getting worse. Then finally when the pain started going up my ankles, up to the knees, my elbows started to hurt. Then I started kind of like I would wake up in the morning and I'd say, Oh, this is and by this time it's like around now May or June, two months later, and I started feeling a little stiffness in my fingers. And I said, Wow, this is really weird. And I knew something was not right. I went back to my doctor and I told her my symptoms. And then um In July, she did some blood work, and she's, again, my general doctor. Uh, I did blood work, and then in August, I went in to see her, and she said that my rheumatoid factor was uh, 79. And so she said between 1 and 100, that's quite high. So she wanted me to go see a rheumatologist. Uh, Then I made an appointment with a rheumatologist, um, and I went to see her in, in, in September. And that's when she also drew more blood. And and she said that your rheumatoid factor is extremely high. And she put me on methotrexate. Um, I didn't know what that was, never heard of it or anything. And she also prescribed um, 20 milligrams of RAYOS, R-A-Y-O-S. Now, RAYOS is prednisone, but it's time-release so that you take it at night. And so by the time that you wake up in the morning, you're not in pain. You, you can walk around because what was happening is I would wake up in the morning and I couldn't even step on, I couldn't even walk. It was so, so painful. Um, and by, by September also, my joints were hurting so bad. I couldn't, I couldn't cook, I couldn't hold anything. It was just, and the pain just wasn't there. It's just in your entire body, just everywhere your collarbone, shoulders. Is just and and it's the same pain throughout, it's not just that the feet just hurt or just the collarbone hurt or just the shoulder hurt, you just everywhere, and then you're just sleeping all day because you're exhausted and you're tired from being in pain so much. So she prescribed the reos and so I was taking 20 milligrams of that every night, and the pain subsided again because of the rails. And when I went home. My prescription was already ready at the drugstore for me to go pick up. And I went to go pick it up. But after doing a lot of reading, I did not want to take it. And so the following week, I called her and I asked her if I can go in and see her. And I wanted to know if there's anything else that I can take. I didn't want to take that. Um, I spoke with the nurse. They didn't even want me to come in. They said, well, wait until your next appointment, which was three months later. Um, I went back again. She said, did you ever take the mesotrexate? Mesotrexate? She, um, no, I didn't. Why not? Uh, I said, because of the effects of it, I didn't, you know, I just, I just didn't want to take it. And so she basically didn't want to hear it. She was just very insistent that I took it. She says, if you feel more comfortable with a a shot so that you don't have to take the medication, we can do it that way too. And I said no. I'll I'll do the medic. I'll do the pill. It's okay. I'll I'll do the pill. And I left. I knew right away. There to find another rheumatologist. Um, so since then, I went through about four different ones. One of them just told me to my after after like the third visit. Um, the the second one that I went to go see he was a little bit more um more like nicer about it. He wrote down several different medications. I, that I've never heard of, but in addition to the methotrexate, and he said, okay, these three are the are one three that you should be taking. One of these three, go do your research and then come back in a month and you tell me which one you want to take. I, and I came back and I said, I don't want to take. And again, I'm still on the rails now because the rails was maintaining the inflammation and everything. During that time though, to keep the inflammation down, I was doing other things like Uh, Acupuncture. I was doing microcurrent therapy, which probably is the one that worked the best because with microcurrent therapy, I was going to the therapist um, on a Friday. And then the pain would kind of start coming back on a Wednesday or Thursday, right in time for the next one. But everything that I was doing, it was just not lasting. It was not the pain would be coming right back. But I knew that it was I just something in my head was just like, Linda, you just need to buy some time. There's got to be something that you can do that you can, that you can take. Um, so that, that doctor didn't work out because he just finally said, I, I just told him, can you just give me more rayos? And he said, you know, this is very dangerous for you. You need, you know, you're, you're, you're on this for, for too long. It was already now going almost on almost a year And he said that you you really need to go on one of these other medications. And I just stopped going to his office and looked for another rheumatologist. I went through four of them um, before I got to the one that I have now, though. And this one here is just recent. I went through a very long time without a rheumatologist, especially after I started the program in April. But what happened in April of 2021, um, right like right before that around february i had seen a new doctor and um he had talked about again the methotrexate i said okay fine still didn't take it still didn't listen then when i went back in april i told him that i i didn't want it and that's when he uh suggested plaquenil he told me plaquenil is not like the others it's very mild uh, it doesn't have as, you know, adverse side effects. And, and, you know, and most people that start it, at least from what he said, it it will, um, it helps, but not for a very long time. You know, most people have to go on to the other, you know, the other biological medication stuff, you know, after a while of being on the platform. So I told him, I'll try it. I'll go ahead and on do that. And so, around that time, I was in so much pain. It was very hard for me to walk. Girlfriends would come and help me open jars and help me cook, and I, I just, I really couldn't even do anything for myself. Um, and I remember specifically, this one person had told me, and I didn't pay attention to her <laughs> at the time because I didn't believe it. You know, we were we were talking about energy healing. And uh and she was also sending energy healing, which was also helping, but she said that she had an autoimmune. She is lives in the UK and she said that you have to cut out all sugar, meat, gluten, you have to go plant based. You 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 know, you have to and, and all this stuff. And I just said no. There there's just no way that that, that would that, that would actually and, and she said, No, really, that's what that's what helped me and you know, ever since she started eating that way, she said that it, it's been very helpful to her. She doesn't have ups and stuff. I took that with a grain of salt. I didn't listen. I didn't believe it. Um, and that was several months before, you know, I learned about the Patterson program. Every night I would go to sleep with a, a U2 frequency for inflammation and that would help me sleep. But a couple of nights before the Patterson program, there was this doctor, and she was a cardiologist, and she overcame rheumatoid by going plant-based. Monica and so oh, I said, I, I forget her name. She yeah. wrote a book and, and, and stuff. Um, I don't remember who she was, but or who she is, yeah, it's, but she runs. and
1: it's Monica.
0: She, oh, okay. And mm-hmm. she's phenomenal. And so, um, and I'm sorry, it was in a few days. It was like about a week before, and I said, well, maybe there is some truth to this. But then I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know how to go just fully plant based. Um, okay, I'll, I just I bought more vegetables. But then what do I do with this? Like, how do I really just go fully, fully plant based? Um, I was at Walmart this one this one in particular day, and I fell um, in the in the driveway, and I held on to the shopping cart, and I was right near my car. I got back. To, I got to my car, and I was just falling. in front of walmart just literally in tears because i just hated being this way i didn't want to be you know crippled as you could say you know i didn't i i just wanted strength again i wanted to be be myself again and um that night i just i found your video (laughs) and it was about um you know rheumatoid and it was about plant based and i started watching video after another i came into into my room turn on the computer and just started pulling up all different you know your videos and and information and I was wow okay this is this is wonderful and that's how it started and then that that day that was the last time I ever ate meat I wow. the, that night I I had I think chicken earlier or something like that um the next day I never ever. I actually wrote it in my calendar. I think it was like April 21st or something like that. And um, I purchased the uh, the program and um, went through the 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 baseline, just everything. I mean, what it was step by step on what to do, what to eat. You know, it was just so so helpful. And that's what I needed. I just needed the guidance. I just needed to know, and especially to know that wow, there is something that I can do. I was never skeptical, but I just wondered, oh my gosh, I, I I really hope this works. And for several weeks, I was, I was following the program. I did, you know, the cleansing. I, I never, I, since then I have never been without my celery drink in the morning. I will, I have never missed it since then, but about maybe three weeks into, now the program I was now starting in the baseline I was now starting with the, with eating you know eating food <laughs> um, in the program I woke up I stepped on the floor and felt no pain no pain and I thought I was crazy I I started walking around and I felt nothing on my toes nothing on my ankles I went like this I I felt no pain whatsoever that I literally just cried. I cried because it was the first time that I felt nothing. Now, I was still on the rail, the 20 milligrams, but the, the, the rails really was, wasn't helping anymore unless I was going to start going up in dose and the doctors were not, I knew I couldn't go back to the, the doctor and ask them or the rheumatologist and ask them for more. So I was really, really happy, really glad Um, that June. Now this was in April, going into May. Excuse me, that June I was actually able to um, go to New Jersey for my niece's wedding. After I knew I wasn't even going to go, I was able to walk in the airport. I was able to, um, I was able to dance. I was able to. Now I had also gained about almost sixty pounds from the steroids. So I was quite heavy. And by and not by about nine months, I was already down to not not even my normal weight, less than my normal weight. So I lost like over 30, 35 pounds, you know, from being on the program also. But it was it it was it was just amazing that I was going through, you know, no pain whatsoever. And then that's when I started to cut back. Um, Instead of the 20 milligrams, I cut back to 10. Then I started cutting back to, um, five and then I went to see my regular doc. And all that time I wasn't seeing a doctor at all, a rheumatologist. I stopped, but I knew I had to. So when I would go visit my doctor, she did tell me that you really need to go, you know, at least get with a rheumatologist so you could have blood work and see how you're doing and such. And, um, and then I found the one that, that I'm going to now where she is wonderful. She uh, she does agree that di- uh, your diet and what you eat has a lot to do with inflammation. Uh, she's okay with keeping me on the Plaquenil. Um, she doesn't need to prescribe any steroids anymore or anything. I did, uh, I did ask her the last time I saw her, which was about um, three weeks ago if we can cut on the Plaquenil and she said, well, let's just wait a little bit longer, you know, before we, we start doing that. So I I said, okay, I mean, the Plaquenil, I feel as if I stop the Plaquenil right now, it's not going to really make a difference, but being that I, I am not having any adverse effects or anything like that, being on it, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> you know? Wow.
1: Hey, and how do you feel, you know, now it's been, you know, many months since you, uh, since that part of the story that you just told, are you able to form a fist? do you able to walk around barefoot when you wake up in the morning without pain? Yes. I mean, I'm getting yes. nods and smiles here. Uh, tell me how your body feels.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel great. I mean, it, I can actually walk barefoot now. I didn't, uh, probably about maybe Two three months ago, it wasn't anything that was immediate. Um, you know, it still took it still took time. I know one one of the things you you teach and you talk about is like overcoming this is like a mountain climbing a mountain. You know, you just you just have to, you know, just take it. Um, you know, take it one step at a time. And I was willing to do that. I was ready to just say, I as long as this takes. But my energy is better. I focus better. Also, my uh, just overall, I mean, I, I I do I meditate just to keep my stress level down because you know my job can get very stressful. But in in the very beginning when I was on the Patterson program, it was extremely hard. I have to admit, it's very hard. But the support that you get, you know, in the program is what really helped me um, in the very beginning when I found out I had rheumatoid, I did join forums on Facebook and I just found that those forums were very like it, they weren't negative, but everyone was just in the same um they're suffering. They're just they're just so, you know, they they they're they're all on medication. And then if anyone talks about, you know, hell uh, uh what is it um plant-based diet or something like that you get shamed you know for it and and then of course then there's others that you know they say no it's it's, it's definitely not the food you know it's just what you have you're going to have it forever just accept it you know and, and that's it um so I just found that those that those groups those Facebook groups were really not they were not for me so I just like got out of them and I just wanted to just find a more positive you know, way to interact with people that were um, one thing I forgot to tell you, I really wanted to share this with you is when I was looking through the videos in the Patterson program, one video that really touched me was the video by Melissa, where she talked about the family member. This was the that video was the game changer for me. Actually, it wasn't the food part. It was that and I said, wow, this? This program, this is what they, what they, what they share, you know, but the, the video was about the family members and what you can do, you know, what family, what you can do to help your family members to understand, because I really felt very alone. And I mean, I have family, I have family, I have wonderful friends. They're very supportive and stuff, but I just felt like no one understands and you don't want to bother other people or you don't want to call them or you don't want to, share your story you don't want to seem like you're weak or you're needy or you're a burden you know and seeing that video just wow it just helped me to realize that you know you could ask for help and yeah they're not going to understand but you can you know help them understand so that helped me a lot and so ever since then I started um asking more for help and and you know that okay I'm not I'm not alone you know in this but um
1: so, yeah, that, that video was, like, a, was really, really nice to mm, um, My wife's, you can yeah. see what a sweetheart she is. Oh,
0: my gosh, yes. <laughs> Definitely.
1: For those people yes. wondering what this video is, it's inside the Patterson Program materials. You can find it under how to support a loved one who has rheumatoid arthritis is the name of it. And she has also a, uh, uh, goes through a checklist of all the things that uh, that she did to support me. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's moving and pretty emotional, but, um, Mm -hmm. you, you've, you've had this massive transformation. Let's, let's just spend a few minutes now going through your sort of top tips. So, you know, a lot of people are aware of the actual program itself. We have a lot of sort of customers, if you like, or users or followers or whatever what about what's the what's been the priority for you what has been the, the sort of the backbone of your day-to-day now that keeps you well that you would never let go of uh,
0: it, it would have to be probably twofold one is just the support and in the support you get the knowledge it's just learning you have to know what's what, why you do things, what's happening. Like I didn't know about a leaky gut. I didn't know why foods were affecting me this way. And that's probably why I didn't believe that going plant based can reduce your inflammation. Like why, why, why why going plant based, you know? So again, the support, um, that, that you get in the, in the live calls that you have every month, that was one thing too, you know, having a rheumatologist that you can ask questions, you know, that right there. Um, and then when you listen to others that are also on your, uh, I don't want to say level, but um, that are also trying to accomplish the same thing that you are through, you know, holistic, you know, ways or not wanting to go through meditation or, you know, such and not to shame anyone that chooses or that would prefer going through med, you know uh through medications there's some people that that's what they prefer you know and and that's okay too um I would never you know shame people that you know would want to go that route, but I find that those that are in you know the followers or members um we all have the same you know um desire to want to get better you know through you know, not through the medications, not through the biological medication, and also we just want to know what's happening, what's going on. Uh, so that, to me, has been crucial because I think that had I had I known more uh, or sooner, then I would have then you know started this you know you know long 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 time ago. So um, that was that's one thing. And I think it's just the support, the camaraderie. The Am is saying that right? Um, of, of just everyone that is sharing. Um, and that's just there, you know, all together. And then the other thing is just, um, mentally what this does to you. I mean, I was in such a depressed state, even after I started feeling better and I wasn't in pain anymore. I I sometimes found myself just walking around my home, moping, just sad, just like, I'm not in any more pain. I was so used to being in pain for over a year. And now I'm like looking around, I'm like, I'm I'm not in pain. But yet it still really, you know, affects you mentally. And so that's another thing too that um that I I I write a lot, I journal a lot. I'm so appreciative of my health, of also helping others, you know, to, you know, to share with them, you know, what what they can do you know, if they have room and stuff. Um, but I think, uh, you know, doing things for yourself, I do a lot more for myself now than what I did before, uh, before again, I, I, I'm working less hours. Um, I'm not as stressed out as I was before. I just appreciate everything that I'm doing now where before I really, I didn't, I was just, you know, running on adrenaline, you know, from the morning I woke up to the time I went to sleep and and so now I have more appreciation I have more appreciation for what I put into my body I have. I mean I've never really been one to abuse um you know food alcohol smoke or anything I, but you know, just my your relationship with food now you know why you're eating it food is medicine you know not just in the very beginning that when it was very, very hard, um you know sometimes I missed the cookies, I missed the cakes, I missed you know things like that, but then I started asking myself, um you know why why do I want this sugar why do I want this you know and and you know kind of like ask yourself you know why you know you you as i say like what what are you getting from it <laughs> you know and that usually helps you you know not to you know pick up the cookies or the, or the cheap paper or something like that. So uh, that's what, that's what, what, what it, would help me a lot lately.
1: What are your goals from here? Are you, are you trying to, for instance, accomplish some kind of like, you know, travel goals or sporting goals, fitness goals? Uh, are you trying to establish a, uh, you know, a little community of yourself uh, of your own to, to sort of inspire others in your local community or, And do you have some food goals where you're trying to get to, you know, being able to uh, eat out at restaurants more frequently? I mean, are there some things that you're really locked in to try and achieve over the coming months?
0: Well, yeah. As far as going out in restaurants, I don't do that as much because, again, you know, there's there's not much, um, or at least I don't. I'm sure that there is. I just haven't really ventured. Um, I would like to, um, like. Cook more <laughs> and be more creative with my cooking um, when it comes to you know eating you know or cooking plant based um, you know so cooking yes I mean I I my profession is is a tax accountant but um, I have I have started um, I would like to eventually one day you know have a what is it, my goal to be a Reiki practitioner. And also offering you know healing services through crystal healing and through you know meditation, yoga, things like that. so I, I would like to move you know into into more of a holistic practice. I know it's like a total one hundred percent you know three hundred and sixty you know when, you know going from one field into another, but um but that is definitely a goal that i'm that I'm trying to to reach you know in the next few that. years.
1: I can totally see you doing that. And don't worry about shifting careers. Listen to this for some weird careers. I was a, a laser physicist. Then I started a speed dating company and for a while had Australia's biggest speed dating company. And then I became stand-up comedian. And now I help people with rheumatoid arthritis. So there is no reason why you can't use different parts of your skill set to do completely different things. And the only thing I have learned throughout the whole process is that. Because I do have uh, sort of a uh, interest in having a creative outlet via like entertainment and stand up. In fact, just after we speak, I've got a phone call about a job, a stand up job, that, that I'm doing, and I'm getting back into that. Um, and then uh, on the other side, if I only do that, then the logical and the practical and the in your case the accounting and problem-solving part of your mind, uh, that actually becomes like a weak muscle and it wants to be worked out. So uh, from purely just from Clint to Linda kind of advice here, um, if you do want to switch, uh, try and do it, or at least I found, as a balance as opposed to going from one to the other.
0: Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I can leave the accountancy fully. I, I love it too much. I really do. I mean, I, I love my work. I love my clients um but i've also i also love you know natural healing also and i feel that that's what you know i'm i'm i was able to do through you know eating properly and and um you know in the program of
1: course wouldn't it be funny if you're on the phone to a prospective uh accounting client and said that uh, and as an added bonus uh in as as well as doing your tax return this year uh, once we're done i can then uh invite you over to my studio and i can run reiki on you to clear the years tax problems um yeah. it'd be it's, it's just such a oh yeah a strange combination as you said but uh, no, yeah you know you're putting it out there and it, there is no reason why you can't get this set up in a very short yeah. period of time i knew a few people who did reiki one of them sort of just did a class and then was able to uh, get some students or patients if you like uh uh, within a few weeks. So it's something, the barrier yeah. to entry is not, you know, like trying to become an accountant.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I started doing it, um, like I'll do Reiki, um, several, I've done it for several people already where they either needed to uh, find a job, where buying a home, um, increasing, you know, work pay or something, and so far I it's worked. You know, so I mean I've I've started doing it kind of like on the side, but it's it's great. And uh hopefully I'll 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 be able to be do it, you know, to do it more in the months to come or years.
1: <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to sort of um draw some attention to before we wrap up? Is there some sort of parting message that you want to get across to people?
0: Well, um I guess um I mean for me Honestly, the the program itself. What, what's really helped me more was the membership in being able to uh, communicate with other members, with other people that are also in the same situation where that have the same thought process. You know, to getting better support is one hundred percent. I think you know having the support because in the very beginning, I did feel extremely alone, even though I did have family and friends that were there for me, but it wasn't until I started engaging with people that were going through what I'm going through. And it's like, as if we were just doing all this together, you know, and finding out, you know, what works, what doesn't work, different medications asking for, you know, so, um, yeah, support is, is very, very, very crucial when you are overcoming something that, you know, such as an illness or or anything else, really. And thank Absolutely. you, because I know you're all, you're the first behind it all.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Linda. And thanks for being part of our, you know, support community and, and contributing, not just learning and, and so on, but just helping other people as well as, as, um as, a, as a member, as we all do. So what a story, thank you. It's been a pleasure to, to, to hear you speak and to go through this uh, journey and to share it with us. And congratulations on all you've achieved. And I hope to hear more about your you know developments and your Reiki uh, uh, work as we go forward. And who knows about the Plaquenil, but as you say, you're doing great as you are. There's no need to rock the boat. So well yes. done and thanks very much for sharing. Hey
0: you so much, plant. Very, very much. Take care. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.